Hey everyone, welcome back to another Pit News Sports Podcast. My name is Brian Sherry. And I'm Jermaine Sykes. And today we're going to be uh, doing a recap of the March Madness men's basketball tournament that's currently going on. Uh, we're going to start off with a little recap of the tournament, then go into some Pit players who are playing on other teams in the tournament, and then we're going to give predictions about who's going to win it all. So I'm going to start it off with a recap of the uh, top half of the bracket. Um, in the Midwest region, uh, right now, Kansas, the number one seed, is still alive at the time of this recording. Uh, today, they'll be going against Providence. And on the other side of the bracket, uh, we'll feature two, two uh, underdogs in Iowa State and Miami. Both those teams uh, upset pretty big. The number two and number three seed, Miami took down Auburn, and Iowa State took down Wisconsin. And then on the other side of the bracket in the uh, in the West, Arizona, the number one seed from there, uh, still alive as well. They'll be taking on Houston. Um, in my opinion, Houston has been one of the most dominant teams in the tournament. They took down uh, Illinois, UAB, and they also took down Arizona last night as well. Um, their team is very tall, and they all can shoot really well. So, and then on the other side of the bracket. Villanova and Michigan played last night with Villanova winning it. Um, so the elite eight for that side of the bracket will be Houston versus Villanova, which should be a good matchup that will be played this weekend. And in terms of upsets, Michigan took down number six, uh, Colorado State, and they also took down Tennessee, which that was a bit surprising given the um, controversy surrounding the team this season with the uh, coach facing assault. So... Jermaine, what about the other half of the bracket? Yeah, so on the west end of the bracket, led by number one, the unanimous number one seed, uh, the overall number one seed, Gonzaga. First round saw not too many upsets besides um, New Mexico State, the 12th seed, upsetting the fifth seed at uh, UConn Huskies. Um, also, Notre Dame Fighting Irish got a miraculous win over Rutgers on St. Patrick's Day and then went on to defeat. Uh, Alabama two days later to get to the second round. Um, Duke, Michigan State, and Texas Tech firmly won their first round games. And then into the second round, Gonzaga was narrowly able to get past nice seeded Memphis. Arkansas, New Mexico State's run ended with uh, a loss against Arkansas, and Notre Dame's run ended against with a loss against Texas Tech. And the Duke, uh, Duke was able to beat Michigan State, and uh. Good. The last battle between Coach Mike Krzyzewski and Tom Izzo. Three sixteen, which happened yesterday, uh, didn't go so good for the number one seeded uh, Gonzaga, as they were defeated by Arkansas seventy four. And this marks the second year in a row that Gonzaga was the overall number one seed and failed to uh, failed to win the championship. At some point, we have to start looking as if they're like they're kind of underperforming, even though they are in a they are in a mid-major school. They're kind of they kind of been a, I mean they are in a power five school. They're a mid-major school. They've kind of been a blue blood these last five or six years. So it's shocking to see them go out so early. And Duke was able to pull out a close win against Texas Tech. So the Lea will see Arkansas versus Duke. I think that will take place on Saturday night. 
As far as the East, uh, the in the first round, Baylor was able to beat Norfolk State convincingly. North Carolina beat Marquette convincingly. Uh, there weren't any upsets in the bracket as for the top half. There were no upsets until the 15th seeded St. Peter's was able to defeat Kentucky, who many, including myself, had winning the NCAA championship. Um, in the second round, St. Peter's was able to defeat Murray State, and um, Purdue was able to defeat Texas. UCLA was able to defeat St. Mary's, and North Carolina upset Baylor. So the Sweet 16, which will take take place today, as of this recording, North Carolina and UCLA, and Purdue and St. Peter's. St. Peter's is the shock of the tournament, and the fact that they're in the Sweet 16 is is miraculous in itself. So I'll be interested to see how that turns out. Yeah, I just want to talk about St. Peter's for a second. Um, you know, they're led by the mustache man himself, Doug Eddard, and they've been playing really good fundamental basketball, which I definitely think is important in this tournament where the pressure is high. It's a single elimination tournament. And I think they just fell back in their fundamentals. And for the, that small school to make the Sweet 16 is, is amazing. Yeah, I and mean, like you said, Brian, it really falls all on the fundamentals in the tournament. And you saw that with like with uh, Gonzaga. Yesterday they played Arkansas. And well, in, in terms of star power, Gonzaga had to be with Drew Timmy and Strother and, um, of course, Chet Holmgren, probably a top three pick in this upcoming NBA draft. And they were able to play good basketball, which got them to got them to the Elite Eight. So as you said, yeah, this the St. Peter's team has been playing really good basketball. And I wonder if they'll be able to keep it going. Yeah, of course. Um, all right, now I want to move on to um some pit players in the uh tournament that are currently playing for other teams. Uh Jermaine. Yeah, so former last year, um guard Xavier. Johnson was a part of our basketball team. Uh, in the offseason, he transferred to the University of Indiana, and uh, he's he had a big impact on their tournament, uh, their first four win against Wyoming. Um, Xavier was able to put up 10 points, 10.7 assists, and four rebounds, along with uh, shooting 60% from the free throw line, which not too good, but it, it was good enough to get them a 10-point win in the first four. And then the first round in a 30-point loss, unfortunately, still put up good numbers, putting posting 11 points, five assists, and two rebounds, along with two steals. So I think that's pretty good production. And it's I'm kind of happy to see former pit players at least doing good for themselves elsewhere. Yeah, it's just disappointing to see, um, you know, pit players transfer and be able to make the tournament. But uh, we're still having made the tournament in quite some time. You know, only if, like these types of players stayed. I uh, can only imagine what we'd be able to do. So yeah, I agree. All right, and now I want to move on to um, some predictions for the uh, championship. Of who's going to win it all? Um, my opinion, my favorite to win it all is Houston. Houston coming into the tournament, a lot of people had them being upset, but in their first tournament game, they they put on a performance against UAB. Um, they outscored them 82 to 68. Um, and like I said earlier, uh, a lot of their success has come from um, their ability to shoot, but also the fact that their team is incredibly tall. They're all, uh, I think they have three players above six, seven, and they're all incredible shooters. 
So that's my prediction, Houston winning it all. Jermaine, what about you? Yeah, so um, actually I'm going to go the opposite of you. I think Villanova, led by Coach Jay Wright, it just has too much experience. I mean, coming into the tournament, they were two-seeded. And I won't – some people may have had them win the championship, but I won't say that many people had Villanova getting all the way to the Final Four. But I think with the win against Houston, a Houston team whose depth is, isn't as great, I think the experience and um, the coaching of Villanova will get them past Houston in the lead eight. And they set them up for a matchup with, with I believe, versus Kansas. And I believe, I believe, again, like their experience, they've been here. They've, last five years, Villanova has been a top five program almost every year. So I expect them to be able to get past Houston and then past Kansas into a championship game with North Carolina Tar Heels, which the fact that they'll get, in my opinion, I think they'll get there is surprising in itself because they're AC coming to this tournament. But again, I think these, these teams, these blue bloods who, have experience, and like I say, who the, who their coaches have been here before, I think they're just set up for success versus teams such as um, Arkansas or Purdue who who haven't been to the tournament with under their coaches, or they've been to the tournament but haven't had big success in a while. So, yeah, but I, I think the St. Peter's, uh, I think the St. Peter's run comes to an end in the Sweet 16 later tonight. I hope not. I mean. I think St. Peter's does have a very good chance of beating uh, Purdue. Um, a little known fact, today is National Peacock Day, and the uh, St. Peter's are the Peacocks. So uh, maybe that will give them a little bit of luck against Purdue. But also yeah, – well, Oh, I'm sorry. That's oh, okay. Uh, I think Purdue is a very top-heavy team. They have, uh, like, three or four good stars. And if they don't perform well, I think St. Peter's, with their fundamental – play can pull off an upset and make it to the elite eight. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't throw it out of the window. Another, uh, I just want to give a quick shout out to another player having big success. Uh, his season unfortunately came to an end yesterday, but um, former pick guard, uh, RDS Tony, um, he uh, had great success in this tournament and it's sad to see him go, sad to see him in the uh, Texas Tech Raiders go out so early. But he had a phenomenal game against Duke yesterday, posting nine points, uh, a steal, and two blocks, along with seven rebounds. This is coming from a six-six guard. I don't know if he has any more year of eligibility, but it would be great to see him come back next year and run it back with the um, Red Raiders. But if not, he still went out with the bang. Yeah, that um, that Texas Tech Duke game was uh, that was probably my favorite uh, game of the tournament so far. That was. You know, everyone, I'm pretty sure it was Coach uh, K's 100th win, and everyone yeah. was on the edge of their seat waiting to see if, uh, you know, the legend would go down. Yeah, and it's, it's nice seeing, I mean, I hate to say nice seeing Duke win because I think, I don't think anyone wants to see Duke win, but it actually is kind of nice seeing Duke win, especially when they go into every game and everyone is hoping for them to lose. You know, it's like these, these kids are really playing hard for Coach K. And honestly, I wouldn't mind seeing him go out on top. He deserves it. He's one of, probably the greatest coach in all the sports of all time. So uh, I would like to see him go out on top, honestly. Yeah, how how far do you think that he'll uh, make it this year? Well, I think I think they get past Arkansas because I'm not a fan of the SEC teams. I think the SEC team teams are good, and Arkansas is definitely the best. But we've seen Tennessee go out early, Kentucky go out early. So I think the SEC run comes to a stop against Duke, 
But I, I honestly, I think the I think the Tar Heels get them. The Tar Heels got them in the last regular season game, the last home game for uh, Coach K. I think the Tar Heels get past UCLA, and I think they get past Purdue, and I think they get past Duke as well. How yeah, about well, you? Yeah, while we're on the subject of like uh, Duke and North Carolina, I just want to talk about how successful the ACC has been in this tournament. Um, you know, early on in the season, a lot of analysts said that the ACC was the poverty conference out of the Power Five. And this tournament, they have proven themselves as uh, arguably the best conference in basketball. Uh, from Notre Dame taking down uh, Rutgers and Alabama, both Big Ten and an SEC school. And then Miami taking down, um, excuse me, uh, USC and then Auburn, which Auburn was widely considered the best team early on in the season. And for an ACC team to take down the best SEC team is incredible. Yeah, I like like you said, everyone was dis discounting the ACC and saying, oh, it's not the same ACC from years ago and all this, but the ACC has showed up big time. Duke, obviously, we knew was going to show up, but North Carolina being in the Sweet 16, I don't think anyone saw that coming. Miami being in the Sweet 16, I don't think anyone saw it coming, so. I think the ACC has slept on, and I think as an ACC member, we should be proud of these teams, even though our Panthers aren't there. I think we should be proud of these other teams for being here and showing up for the ACC. Yeah, exactly. I agree completely. Yeah. So I think that's going to wrap things up for us. Um, thank you guys for watching, and I hope you have a nice day. And, again, my name is Brian Sherry. And I'm Jermaine Sykes. Have a good day, everyone. See you guys. This is a production of the Pitt News, the University of Pittsburgh student newspaper. The outro music is Awakening Instrumental by Waterboy from Pixabay. If you're interested in hearing more stories, you can visit our website at pitnews.com or check out our weekly print editions at any of the various marks locations around campus. Thank you for listening and have a great day.